0: morning welcome to the men of iron podcast my name is travis Albanicius, and it is mentorship month we've been talking about the importance of mentorship and our mission at men of iron is to change a culture one man at a time and that mission it's rooted in this thing called the great commission this call to develop leaders and jesus gave it to his followers right before he ascended into heaven Matthew, one of his followers, recorded Jesus' last words as this, Go and make disciples. And it's a command from Jesus, but even more personal and significant, it's an invitation to us to be Christ's ambassadors, to be disciple-makers, to be mentors. And we talked about what a mentor is, and we defined mentorship as the influence, guidance, or direction given by a mentor or teacher. And the world needs more great Christian mentors. But how do we be a great mentor? First, we need to be a great protege. And we talked about what a protege is. It's a person who's being mentored. A protege is defined as someone who is guided and supported by an older, more experienced, and influential person. And mentorship has had me personally on a very unique journey throughout most of my adult life. And today I want to talk to you briefly about my understanding of mentorship. First before Men of Iron, and then next week I want to share with you my understanding and practice of mentorship since I've been involved with Men of Iron, because I think there's a clear difference. And the difference lies in this understanding the five F's. At Men of Iron, we believe that there's, there's this importance to focus and have intentional focus on being balanced in five different areas of our lives. Our faith, our family, our friends, our fitness, and our finances. And for me as a young man, as I was entering the real world, and as I was getting married and stepping into business and working to grow my faith, I knew I needed a mentor, but I didn't quite understand it. And for me, as a young man, I, I was led into to taking a disconnected approach to mentorship. And I think it's approach an approach that a lot of us would fall into taking today. And that's what I want to share with you today is just a little bit about my story. And I want you to ask yourself this question. What's your current approach to mentorship? Have you thought about it? What's your current approach, but how can it be improved? So here we go. I'll tell you a little bit about my story. As I got older uh, and my career began to open up, I started to hear more and more about this idea of mentorship. I remember hearing leaders at business conferences and events talk about the importance of having a good mentor and the importance of finding a mentor to meet with on a regular basis to help me grow. And I was a young, motivated leader. I would have considered myself coachable, willing to do whatever it took to succeed and so I began to seek out mentors in my life. And it started in the financial services industry. I began to work in that field, and, and I didn't want to be average or ordinary. I wanted to rise to the top. And I started out 23 years old. I worked hard. you know. I was making the phone calls to meet with folks that, that I could potentially help and serve. And I wanted to learn that the financial services industry and the financial services business so I got all my licenses as quickly as I could and, and went out to meet with people. And I had a lot of success, I'd say, relatively quickly. And just like in sports, like when we pursue the mastery of a skill and we're visibly getting better, we'll naturally have leaders who see us working hard and want to invest time and energy into us. And praise God for that, right? But while I had some leaders who were encouraging me and supporting me, I was a little bit arrogant, I I, I will admit to say, and, and I was looking to really spend time with the guys who were the best at the very top, who had the biggest, most successful businesses, and they were hard to get time with, but I wanted to win, and I was told that getting time with those leaders and learning what they were doing, that that was the ticket to my success, and so I did. I started to get outside of my comfort zone, and I approached these leaders. I'd invite them to breakfast, and I'd ask them what they were doing. And you know what? As scary as that is for a lot of us to invite a a more successful or influential person into our life, what I find is a lot of them are are willing to say yes if we're willing to have the courage to ask. And I had some amazing opportunities to meet with these guys, and, and, and I quickly realized that while it was meaningful, and valuable to meet with some of these guys. I also realized that that a lot of them were just telling me the same things. They were asking me questions like, "How many appointments are you scheduling every day?" Right, fundamental things. How many new reps are you hiring onto your team? How many appointments are you on every single week? They'd say this this common phrase, you know, "If you want massive success, you've got to have massive activity." And so I went after it. I mean, I really felt like it was that simple. I just needed to schedule more, do more, serve more people so that I could have more success. And just getting back to mentorship real quick, see, at that point in my life, what I realized looking back is that I was only seeking mentorship in one area of the five Fs. I was only seeking mentorship in the finance portion of my life. And here's here's the truth, right? I said this last week, what we focus on grows. And well, guess what? Like my success in business started to grow. But it also led to me being out of balance. And it started to cause other issues in my life. I was focused on that one F, but I was drifting in the other four. And let me be clear, like I was still attending church every single Sunday and I was serving as a small group leader in student ministry. And I would say I was knocking it out of the park as a small group leader. But I wasn't actively seeking mentorship in my faith like I should have been. I was really on autopilot when it came to my family. And I was I was trying to fit my family in and around my business and and and, and the time that I was serving at church. And the truth is, guys, like my wife and I were struggling. And when I first had my daughter You know, I had this life-changing event take place, one of the most life-changing events ever that I've ever experienced, but it motivated me to get even more serious about my finances. I thought that prioritizing my finances was prioritizing my family, and while there's truth to that, I also look back like that was a slippery slope, but I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. I was focusing on mentorship, but I wasn't taking a well-rounded approach. I was only seeking mentorship in one area, guys, and it almost caused a train wreck in my life. And by God's grace, my marriage survived. But if something didn't change, it may not have. And I remember like what what God did was he put some he allowed some really difficult circumstances in my life one I lost my grandfather who I was incredibly close to and two my wife got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and praise God that she she recovered from that but it took those two really dramatic events to smack me in the face and wake me up to realize that I was out of sync I was putting so much energy time and energy and effort to be mentored in my finances that the rest of my four F's were in trouble so it caused me to slow down and it caused me to refocus and think about what was most important and to understand that my faith was the foundation and that my family was so important and so it led to this incredible awakening i felt like in my life and in and, and just in my understanding of what i was pursuing and it ended up bringing me and my wife out here to lancaster county god was nudging me to take this leap and to take this step and to trust him so i ended up putting my financial services career on pause and i stepped into a student ministry staff position and, and it wasn't just any staff position. I mean, this was a position with a vibrant, Jesus-loving church right here in Lancaster County. And it was this new adventure, this fresh opportunity. And, and you guys know, I mean, just like I stepped into the financial services industry to be great, it was the same as I stepped in to be a student pastor. I just didn't want to be a, stu- a, a, a an ordinary student pastor. I, I wanted to be the best I wanted to not just be the best student pastor, but the best pastor, teacher, leader that I could possibly be. And what was awesome is I got to bring a lot of these learnings about leadership from the financial services industry and apply them into the church. And, and one of the learnings was this idea of mentorship, that if I wanted to grow, I had to find somebody who was a little further ahead of me and had a little bit more experience and and ask them to get breakfast or coffee. So guess what I did? I did the same thing I was doing in the financial services industry, reaching out to guys that I, that I had, had respect for and that were a little further ahead. I invited them to breakfast and coffee and lunch, and it was funny because I'd even have some of the peers around me Ask me like, you know, why why would you do that? Like, why would you ask that person? I can't believe you did that, to get breakfast. Like, what do you talk about when you meet with them? And for me, like one of the biggest reasons that I would go sit down with them was to hear their stories, to hear their journeys, that to how they got to where they are today, to understand the ups and the downs. But I'd also ask them questions about you know, what What? What vision God had placed on their hearts for our church, especially those who were, were leading within the church. I'd ask them where we were going. I'd ask them what they saw the future being for the church. I'd ask them what they were most excited about, both in their personal life but also within the church and the future of the church. I'd ask them what they were working on, and it's interesting because I'd get all kinds of different answers But I started to understand as I got more time with the leadership within the church that I was working, I started to hear the heartbeat of the leaders of the organization. And it helped me build relationships with them, but also align myself with the direction of our leadership. And it led me to be a step or two ahead of others and to lead differently just because I knew the heartbeat of our leaders and it's amazing guys that when you ask questions to leaders within your organizations and you you start to build relationships with them a lot of times they open up their world to you. They're honest and they give you a, a their unique perspectives. And again like in this process of seeking out leaders and mentors in the church, I, it wasn't just in the church that I was working at. It was also leaders in the community. Right? Mayors from the town, leaders within uh, local businesses or nonprofits. And I had this broad variety of people from all different backgrounds and positions, and I was asking them questions, learning their stories. And I was being mentored by them. But here's what I found is is these meetings, yet, yeah, they were my relationships with these these men, They were helping me grow a ton, but I was still only scratching the surface of what mentorship could offer. We were having meaningful conversations, but our meetings were sporadic. And while I'd serve alongside of them in ministry in different places, we never got to a place where I would feel safe enough to open up some of my deepest struggles to them. And they never felt safe enough to open up some of their deepest struggles to me. And what I realized is some of these guys uh, were were ahead of me in the fact that they've raised amazing young children who love Jesus and are successful. You know, they have thriving marriages. They 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 were thriving in their fitness and their finances. And I never knew them personally enough to be able to really ask them or open up some of the struggles that I was having in those different areas of my life and learn how to thrive as they thrived in those different areas. And why am I telling you all this? It's because, man, when we get to that deeper level of relationship with a mentor, that's where discipleship really happens. And that's where I can grow to a whole new level. So let me just say, like, if you're like me and you're still figuring out mentorship, you know, what I described is, is, I think, a great place to start. If you, if you want to build a broad base of relationships with Christian men of all different walks of life, I'm telling you that's going to be incredibly beneficial to you. And here's my nudge to you. Who is a leader? Who are the top two to three leaders that you have deep respect for? and that you could invite to grab breakfast or coffee. And maybe it's somebody distant that you don't have a strong relationship with, but that you still have a ton of respect for. Go ask them to grab coffee. Guys, I bet they'll say yes. And here's what I'd also encourage you to do. Take some of the questions I shared earlier with you and come ready to learn. Now, to wrap this this week up, I just want to tell you that while this approach to mentorship, it's meaningful and it will help you grow like this broad approach. I mean, I know it helped me grow a ton. Next week, I want to share with you how my understanding of mentorship has started to transform since I've started to work with Men of Iron. I've learned there's a next level approach and I'll share that with you next week. And I just want to tell you that this next level approach, it's, it's the most holistic approach I've ever taken. It's based off of our Strong 27 mentorship guide at, at Men of Iron. And it's had an unbelievable impact on my life. I mean, I've experienced mentorship in a way that I've never experienced it before. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that next week. So don't miss it as I wrap up our discussion on mentorship. But listen, before I sign off for the day, I want to invite you again, if you live in Lancaster County, to come out and join me and some other guys who are just like you to our five-week group. It's called A Man's Game Plan. We're meeting at a coffee shop right in Africa. It's this Wednesday. This week we're looking at family. And listen, I highly recommend you joining, joining us for that. It would be good for you. So if you're interested, email me. Travis A. at menofiron.org. And I'll I'll send you over the link so that you can register for it. But fellas, let's keep figuring this out. Let's keep pursuing mentorship. Let's keep running the race that God is calling us to run. Talk to you next week.